and welcome to Beyond the Venue podcast. I'm your host, MG, the venue specialist. Today, my guest is a dear friend, Karen J. Seymour. Uh, she is a fellow entrepreneur and dog mom. Yay, dogs! Um, she owns her own company, Karen J. Seymour Digital Marketing, LLC, and you just turned four. Congratulations and happy birthday. So we're we're just going to jump right into talking about your business, specifically one of the, the themes and uh, like other entrepreneur meetup groups. It seems that year three is like, that's when you make money. So you start off year one. Okay. What, what the hell am I doing? Why, why did I do this? Um, and it, you know, my conversation with Candace uh, from the other week, this imposter syndrome, you just have all these things you have to work through in year one. And so you walk into year two, you're like, okay, all right, we're doing this. And then year three, just print money. But for you, year three was the pandemic. So <laughs> what did, what did year three, you know, this past year um, kind of look like for you? Cause with, with digital, you know, you would think, okay, it's out there. So what, what was year three like for you? So I like to start by saying, um, I don't know anybody whose year three was printing money. So I need to meet Candace and like, she needs to tell me her secret. Oh, so um, she, she's, she just started her own business. So she, she's in like year one. Oh, okay. All right. I don't <laughs> want to burst anybody's bubble. It, yeah. But. It was, she was the one that brought up, um, imposter syndrome. So, yeah. which did you also experience imposter syndrome in year one? So here's the deal. Here's the real, real that the gurus don't tell you. The imposter syndrome doesn't go away. That's one of the things that kind of stays with you. Um, you'll be having a day where you're on top of the fucking world. You're on top of the world and you feel like such a badass. And then somebody will send you an email and you're like, you immediately retreat into that imposter syndrome, that feeling like, Always that one thing. Oh, you are so right. Yeah. And it's, so I would love if it was like imposter syndrome. Goodbye after year one, 12 months of imposter syndrome, never see it again. Not true. Definitely comes back up um, at the most inopportune times. But what you learn is how to deal with the imposter syndrome. You don't get rid of it. You just kind of figure out okay, okay, shut up. And, and you kind of push it to the side and keep moving. Um, and it doesn't affect you or influence your behavior as much as it did in year one. Well, both of us discussed that um, working with a therapist also helps significantly. <laughs> so, and, you know, not just, uh, you know, a clinical therapist, but I know I found in like a bunch of different entrepreneur groups that sometimes that is kind of like your own like business therapy and professional therapy of, um, which we, <laughs> we'll get to that a little bit later with, <laughs> with, our, with our crew. Year three was, I had all these plans. I was going to scale. I was going to hire all these people. You know, I was really going to like put my foot on the gas um, in terms of like scaling and growing my business. And then there was this little thing called COVID that happened. Um, I don't know if you heard of it, um, but it threw everything off. And 
at the time, especially in the beginning stages, nobody knew what was going on. We didn't know what direction anything was going in. Everybody thought the economy was going to just completely tank. Um, I didn't know if I was going to have my clients. I didn't know if I needed to go and look for a job. <laughs> like I just didn't know, just like everybody else. Um, fortunately, what happened is that people and business owners really started to realize how important being online was yes. and being able to connect with their customers online. Um, and that sort of community building and organic outreach on social media is really um, a huge part of my business and a huge part of, you know, the core of what we do at KJS. Like we do more organic social um, outreach and um, creating connections that way more than, you know, just a bunch of paid ads and stuff like that. So what happened was after a complete dip where everybody was sort of uncertain and, you know, my clients were like, okay, let's pause our contract. I'm not sure what's happening. Um, it started to turn around and, um, I started to actually grow my business and get more customers and get more clients. Um, and in between that, like, you know, while that started to ramp back up, um, I started the social media marketing squad because, <laughs> which was so great at the time. It was such an, an a, such a good pivot. Um, that was the crew I was referring to earlier. Um, I, Karen had put out, um, uh, I feel like maybe like May around, around that time, I think is when you started putting, putting it out there and I'm like, you know what, this sounds like a really good idea. Cause like for me, from mid-March until late May, I just was spiraling and no idea what I was going to do. And so once we decided with the elopements and micro weddings, you know, kind of heading into June that, okay. Now I need a little bit of structure because I I was never very good with social media personally. And so, you know, living or dying by it where, you know, referrals, word of mouth, social media is what I need for my business. When you put that out there, it was a very inexpensive monthly cost to be a part of the, the social media squad. And I, I loved that idea. And we met every other week for the next six months. And it was great because it was this, you know, the business therapy that it started out where you would teach us lessons um, and like kind of what to do, but it was this accountability of, okay, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't want to piss off mom or the teacher. But, <laughs> oh, I did kind of like, oh, I didn't do my Stop homework that. this week. <laughs> and it was great because we would learn from one another and like what works, what doesn't. Um, but what it would kind of evolve into was this kind of bitch session. <laughs> it, it turned into a bitch session, which was fantastic because I think it's something we all needed. Like it was like, we all learned, like we did our learning section. We did our discussions on, you know, what programs you guys were launching and how, how to go about communicating that on social uh, how to post more regularly. I know for you, MG, it wasn't that you were not good at social. It's like, you just hated it. <laughs> I don't hate Instagram, but it's, I, I just, yeah. Facebook just drives me up a wall. So, um, I'm, I had 
tried to get better with it. I'll, I will admit that I'm still not great with it, but um, you've gotten so much better. It's crazy. It's I, I'm just I enjoy Instagram much more. It's definitely more fun. I I, I will agree, and it's easier to get seen on there. But I digress. Um, yeah, so it it was nice to you know have that structure and then kind of just go off and complain about what the world was in 2020. I think we had like we had political conversations, we had current event conversations, we had just straight out complaining conversations <laughs> where we were just upset, dealing dealing um, with 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 spouses or the you know the navigating both of us working from home all the time <laughs> all any sort of the time. or mm-hmm. where you know where can i safely get a mani pedi during covid so who's who's doing a good job so sharing tips and tricks of places to go yeah a little self care talk in there too um which i think we all needed very important very very important um that's one thing i learned from you as well um is always pushing here yeah always mm-hmm. always pushing that because it's very important that's what got what has gotten me through once I started paying more attention to it so it makes a huge difference um and again that's another thing that is in the own your own business handbook <laughs> it's like how mentally draining it can be and how important it is to have that self care is real, absolutely, and and self care in community, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, especially for you, that was that was a big thing um, that networking was taken away from us in 2020. Like the traditional way of networking, there was no, hey, let's meet up for coffee or happy hour or whatever. The virtual um, coffee date. Well, so, so speaking of networking, you, uh, you and I actually met through a networking event. Um, I guess the, the summer of 2019, I attended a Walnut Club event on the Mooshaloo. <laughs> that another girlfriend of mine who's an event planner had invited me to, to join her. And it's always kind of the tough thing that if you go with a friend to a networking event where you're not going to know anyone else, um, you know, are you using it as it, it, sometimes it feels like a little crutch and it's hard to kind of like get, get out there. And sometimes you kind of stick to yourself, but it's like, no, the Walnut club was so inviting and like every single woman that was there was very, uh, just friendly and, a lot of times I have to like pep talk myself of just walk up to people and introduce yourself. You know, I've been doing this for the last 25 years. Like I need to remember everyone's in kind of the same boat, <laughs> the Mooshaloo, because it's a boat. Oh, but I'm um, <laughs> Can you add yeah, a jokes for days? <laughs> so just introduce it. And everyone was so lovely and it was such a diverse crowd, like ages uh, races, uh, different professions. Like it, it was just a, a huge mix and there, there weren't that many people there. So it was very easy to kind of mix and mingle. So you and I met and became friends and it was great too, to also run into, uh, Cecilia, the owner of Casa mm-hmm. Papel. She did my, uh, save the dates and wedding invitations back in 2014, 2015. And so I, I recognized her immediately and I was surprised she actually recognized me as well. And because it had been six, seven years. And 
Uh, so we actually like reconnected. It's like, oh, I actually, <laughs> here's what I'm doing now is MG the venue specialist. And so, you know, it was 2019. So we were able to, I, you know, you and I were able to get together in person. Cecilia and I were able to get together in person. But we haven't been doing that for the past year. So how has Walnut Club taken the, you know, amazingness that they they had with their in-person events? How have they been able to translate that into the virtual space this past year? Well, so I have, um, of, of course, a long-winded answer to that, um, like everything else. The Walnut Club is awesome. And everything you mentioned is one of the reasons why I joined. Um, you know, as a business owner, we go to all these different things. It is kind of a little bit of a nightmare to go. Um, just psyching yourself up to just go to these things because like you know that you're gonna walk in. Most times I was going to these things by myself. So it was really like a double whammy of like, oh crap. Um who do I talk to? <laughs> Sometimes it's easier to, it's, I, I do, it's. it's you think it's easier to go by yourself? Ugh. It totally depends. I, I guess, cause you never know what you're going to walk into. And so what's great if you, maybe one of the best things is if you kind of, if you're going to go with a group, maybe have like a designated person that'll be like, okay, I'm going to introduce us to everybody that, or if you go with someone that already knows people that are going to be there, then it's, you know, almost kind of like that introductory email of like, Hey, you guys should meet. Oh, right. That, you know, if you go with someone who already knows someone else there, um, kind of like that freshman year of college where, you know, you start to make friends and then you meet their friends and then you meet their friends that that would be an ideal networking situation, but, um, yeah, it's always great to get, you know, those referrals, but but at the same time, when you come by yourself, I don't, I guess it just, it just depends. I almost feel like what you're saying, it almost depends on the day, like what mood you're in on, in that day. Like some days you're like, I want to talk to everybody. And you're sort of in that extrovert space, that mind space. And then some days you're like, oh, I just had like the longest day ever. And I was like, come here and talk to strangers for three yeah. hours. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I think it's really a mood thing. Um, but what I really liked about the Walnut Club is that I always felt, it didn't feel like networking per se. It felt like you were actually like meeting cool people. Everybody was very friendly. They were very open to talking. And it wasn't like a, hi, I do this. Here's my business card. And then they move on to the next person, which I find a lot of like, it wasn't a business card. Intentionally exchange. networking. It was, yeah. yeah. It's just like you just come back with a bunch of business cards and you're like, I don't even remember who these people are. So um, I liked it so much that I became a board member. And the round, uh, coming to the point of the story, the point of the story is I ended up being the VP of events. Oh, Okay. So oh, I'm actually the VP of events for the Walnut Club. <laughs> and and that is your current uh, current role as of right now as well? Current role all the way through 2020. Actually, we we have this annual event, it's Galentine's Day. Mm -hmm. um, and that was the last big event that I went to in 2020. Um, and it was an event that I actually put together. So it was like, it was so much fun. We had all these vendors and we had all these female-owned businesses. What venue um, did you hold it in? It was, uh, 
IBX on Oh yeah, I remember that. It's a it's an office building that has kind of an event space or you, you gotta know it's, somebody yeah. or <laughs> no 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 and it's an event space you have to book it but like it's a completely empty space so like you have to you're in charge of all the things so you have to get the bartenders the caterers um and and you know decorate it a certain way because they have their rules and restrictions with decorations as well mm-hmm. so um It was definitely for somebody who was not an event planner. (laughs) (laughs) It was a a steep learning curve on how to throw an event. Um, But it came together so well. It was just fantastic. I was so happy. Um, And then a pandemic happened. And then we're all like, oh, you know, we'll be out for a month. Right. Um, And then, you know, a month turned into six months. And then six months turned into 12 months. (laughs) here, Here we are. So the fun part about, you know, having a group of women who are so social, like we're very, very social group. Um, And taking that from our happy hours and our um, speaking events and our picnics and, you know, nature walks or whatever we were doing, brunches, we were big on brunches, brunch and lunch. and turning that into something where members still felt connected and they're still able to talk to one another, um, but remotely, that was also kind of an interesting um, exercise to be involved in. Um, and I have to say, like, we really, I'm really proud of how we were able to pivot. Of course, you know, thanks to Zoom. Kind <laughs> of applause to Zoom for being amazing. I don't think I used it a day in my life before 2020. Um, now we're all Zoom experts, but we were able to create that balance. Like we have our, you know, virtual coffee chats. We had our virtual happy hours. Um, we have our game nights, um, speaking events. Um, you know, we have some bigger speakers come in, including that event that you just went to. You came, you came to with the cocktails and conversation, cocktails and conversation with all these like amazing women in Philadelphia. That was huge for me. Yeah, if you're gonna bring in the the Philadelphia women in food, I I'm all about supporting my hospitality folks. So one of the things I'm curious about is, you know, with the Walnut Club. Are there are there multiple chapters or do they just um, is it just the one Walnut Club, but you have like Philly events and then I know like there's events that will take place out on the main line, I, I believe. And so have you been able to get uh, essentially a better turnout because these events are virtual and no one has to travel to get anywhere? You don't have to worry about, you know, driving. Um, you can just turn on your computer machine and you're good to go. Like, have you, <laughs> have you seen more participation or about the same? I would say it varies. Um, and I think it depends a lot on how zoomed out people are. Like Zoom is, is a real thing. And there are times where people are like, I have literally been on Zoom for five days and I can't do another Zoom thing. Um, and I get it. I get it. 
But for the most part, especially when COVID was really, I mean, we're starting to get to the other side of it, you know, with, with the vaccine, but in the height of it, it was so lovely to see women come together and say, they actually said like, you have saved me because, you know, you're in your house, you're by yourself. It's really easy outlet and the support and have this outlet and we still have each other and you can still see our each other's faces you know which makes a huge difference it's not the same talking to somebody on the phone as it is to like actually be able to you know sit face to face and have a conversation um it's not the real thing but it's as close to the real thing as we can possibly get and I know for me, ha- being able to connect to people in that way also saved me. It was, it's just one of those things where, you know, yes, I have my lovely husband, love you so much. Um, but it's a lot of togetherness. And sometimes you just want to like talk to another woman about something. <laughs> that well, and especially when, about. you know, with the roller coaster of like, you know, when is it safe to see people outside? And is the, you know, when your entire social life depends on the weather? Is it, is it nice enough to see friends masked up, socially distanced outside? Or, you know, we, we, we got through the winter and, but you're just stuck inside all the time, except when you're walking your sweet little dog, but that's, that's not a social event. That's just, (laughs) fresh air and exercise. <laughs> and so, and thank God for that too. Um, I don't know. I don't think I'd leave the house ever if I didn't have my I dog. I have heard that Very from helpful. several people. If they are not a dog owner, that it's a oh crap. It's, you know, I haven't left the house at all today and it'll happen. So it's, you know, even when it's freezing cold outside or it's a billion degrees outside, I, I try and remember that that's, that's an important thing is that I, I am at least like getting outside and getting some sunshine today. Yeah. A little bit of sun. Um, I'm actually a complete side note, but I'm actually starting to schedule that into my calendar is like an hour outside. That's awesome. That's such a good idea. Every day you're scheduling yourself an hour. Yeah. That's the plan. I haven't done it yet. It just occurred to me like two days ago. I was like, I need to do this. So starting next week, I'm going to actually like block off a period of time where there's no appointments, there's no meetings. And I just go and there's a park right near my house. Like there's no reason not to go. I just need to go sit down. Even if I'm not doing anything, just sit. Whenever the weather's nice, I absolutely, I'm, I'm not very good at reading. Like I, I, I wish I would segment more time. And even when I am like, oh, my brain is mush at the end of the day. I don't feel like, oh, just turn on the television. But I, maybe maybe this is where our accountability comes in that like, you need to go outside for one hour a day and I need to be reading for one hour a day. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I love doing it when the weather's nice and you can do it outside. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe we I see a lot of my neighbors doing that. And that's why I'm like, oh, well, why am I doing this to myself? Like sitting at a computer for 10 straight hours. It's not, it's not healthy. Um in any way. So, you know, I get outside, take my dog. He just likes to people watch. So he's easy. <laughs> people watch and dog watch. Um, and maybe read. Um, another thing I heard for that might be helpful for you as a want to be reader 
is um, this person I listen to on a podcast, because I'm a podcast listener. Uh, they and their husband, they read a chapter every morning in bed before they get up. I'm, so I'm, the, I'm the morning pal for my dog, so he would not allow oh, that. Oh, no, he would never <laughs> let you. <laughs> but this little pause, like, right on me. It's like, girl, it is time to get up. Let's get moving. <laughs> um, and I think, I mean, I guess for me, like, I schedule my workouts. And so it's, okay, this, this time is segmented for when I need to do, whether it's, like, yoga or strength training. And so I keep telling myself to do that for reading. And so first... First thing in the morning, I need, it, we take the dog and then it's coffee. <laughs> Don't talk to me before that. All right. So. Not first thing in the morning. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I know there's, there's many people who will read right before bed. So it's like working out. You have to figure out the schedule that's going to work for you because that's what you're going to stick to. Yeah. And I, I'm not a read before bed person. I'm a Instagram scrolling before bed and podcasts. Like I sleep to a podcast. I, I, I'm, I, I'm like a walking podcast. I'm your, I'm your walking <laughs> customer right here. I listen to podcasts all day. And then I have a sleep meditation podcast that I go to sleep to every night. <laughs> what, uh, what sleep meditation podcast do you listen to? It's literally called sleep meditation. And it's this lady, I'll send it to you. This lady, she's Australian and she just, she'll like say, you're okay. You're doing fine. You've completed the day. You've done your best. Now it's time to sleep. Sleep. And it just, it sounds like it would be monotonous, but she puts me right out. That's, that's <laughs> fantastic. I, I have been using Insight Timer for a while. And there's uh, a woman, I, 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 for, I should, oh, Lori Westbury. <laughs> it's these two stories that somehow just put me to sleep um like it, it's because I enjoy kind of like listening to stories and falling asleep and so again find what works for you yeah I do the story the sleepy time stories too every now and again if I can't do I can't deal with the you're okay <laughs> and it's, I've, I've tried those other ones that it's now is the time to rest. <laughs> it's, but I mean, this wasn't something, you know, the whole meditation concept was something that I had not even thought about for myself until the pandemic and just the anxiety levels through the roof. And I, I feel like the entire world has just been this collective ball of anxiety that, um, I'm, I'm glad when people are able to incorporate elements of self-care to like do at least something that's going to help decrease that anxiety just a little bit. Yeah. Whatever you can do, whatever it is, I, which I, I really love too, is how forgiving everybody is. Mm -hmm. Um, we're all at home. We've all seen somebody's spouse, kid, dog, cat, walk you know in front of a camera as we're presenting something or speaking about something really important um and it's fine it's all fine like I, you know I think we've all sort of elevated ourselves to the level where it's like you know what whatever you need to do to maintain happiness and peace in your life do it whatever that looks like um 
and you know even for myself that's something to to think about um forgiving myself for not being productive all the time giving yourself the grace and the space to recognize like it's okay to have an off week um you know it's okay to have an off month you know it's it's a process it and and move on yeah instead of feeling bad about it for hours and hours and then not sleeping because you feel bad because you wasted two hours today staring at your screen you know it's one it's a cycle and it was definitely something I was stuck in um and I'm really happy to you know get rid of that for 2020 leave that behind um learn a little bit some things that you did um to kind of like set yourself up for 2021. Like there were a couple things that I had joined because we had no idea what this year was going to look like and no idea what to expect and how quickly we were going to be able to get vaccinated and restrictions changing. Um, were there any kind of things that you put in place for, um, for KJS or networking or anything like that, that you're like, okay, this is my, these are my goals for 2021. Well, so I, I don't think like that. Like, I'm not like a, you know, countdown to midnight, 2021. Here's what I'm going to do different. Um, If I think of something that I feel is going to help in whatever way that might be, whether it be business wise or just whatever, personally, I just do it and see what happens. And you know, what I found through 2020 was this new way of networking. So, but instead of thinking of it as an inconvenience, I thought of it more as, look how many people you can meet and talk to from wherever over the computer. And I've met so many fantastic, over the computer, it's not 100. <laughs> I met so many amazing people who, you know, from Canada, from Florida, from California, I've started working relationships with the people in Maryland. Um, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed being able to expand my, you know, my network and my friend circle um, in a way that I probably wouldn't have been able to if it was just, oh, I got to go to this lunchtime, whatever, and this happy hour in Center City. You know, I, I miss those days, but um there's just just a new way to connect with people. And I love how open people are. Like you'll you'll have a five second conversation with somebody and like, you know what? Let's have a let's schedule a virtual coffee chat. And you get to learn so much about people. You hear so many stories and well with the, me, the so explosion helpful. of Zoom and us being able to communicate um in a completely different way, has this helped with your parents still living in Barbados? I know that you've, uh, you know, you bring up a lot of times your, uh, you know, Caribbean heritage. And so uh, I, my parents living in Texas, they, I feel like we've spoken a lot more over Zoom where before it would just be the occasional phone call. And it's also crazy to think that I haven't physically seen them in, you know, over a year and a half. And so do you, you know, you were born and raised in Barbados. Um, so for the past, you know, however many years since you've been in Philadelphia, like has, has this, has this changed the way that you kind of like speak with your parents or catch up with them? 
So it's interesting having most of my family live in a completely other country. I'm, I've gotten used to seeing them maybe once a year in person. Um, and, you know, WhatsApp is our friend, you know, that we have our video calls, we have our text messages, we, you know, we can do group chats, um, three-way conversations, you know, that's how I, I really connect with my family. So that really hasn't changed that much. Um, we tried, my brother and I tried to zoom with my parents once and it was such a disaster. <laughs> it was, it was, um, it, it took longer to, to get on the call and figure out the camera than everything else. So it was just like, oh my gosh, let's just go so back. Your, are your parents not digital marketing experts? Is that? They are not. My father has no idea what I do. He just doesn't get it. I, I spent probably, I think every time I go home, I explain it for about an hour. And then really all it comes down to is like, are you making a living wage? <laughs> like, are you making money off this business to support yourself? And I'm like, yes. And then he's like, great. Um, not interested until the next year where he asked me like, what is it you do like that? I don't get it. Um, and my mother, she's a little bit more, um, tech savvy, but they, the business side of, um, social media, they don't really get like, it's not, it's not a thing. All they're concerned about is whether I can pay bills or not. <laughs> I can pay my own bills. <laughs> that, that sounds like a parent's number one concern. So I was kind of yeah. Curious. I mean, I'm not a doctor, so if, if I was a doctor, <laughs> then it was like, okay, cool. My daughter's a doctor, and that's really all you need to know. But I didn't choose that path, so now it's just like I don't know what she does. I don't get it. <laughs> not doctor. That's your that's your occupation. Not doctor is my title. Yes. Um, is networking different in Barbados in any way? Like the way, you know, I guess. There's no kind of like picture of an American where all every single person is so different that, um, you know, it's definitely going to be the same in any country, but kind of like an overall kind of thought process about networking. Is it is it different culturally at all in Barbados or? It is. And it is because it's so small. Okay. So Barbados, if you're not familiar, is... Um, two and a half times the size of Washington, DC. So it's, it's a tiny Island. Um, we have like 350,000 people okay. on the Island. So typically networking is, I went to school with so-and-so, or I went to school with your brother, or it's more like small I, town. It, it's a little bit small town. Yeah. Yeah. So you already have a network <laughs> like from the time you're born. If you have any social life whatsoever, that's your, that's your network. Unless you're like homeschooled, which nobody is. Okay. Um, so it's just one of those things where somebody will look at your last name and then it'd be like, Oh, are you related to such and such? And you'd be like, Oh, that's my uncle. And then, you know, you start a conversation in that way. So networking is a lot different here. Whereas you're sort of starting from scratch. Like you, you meet a person at a thing and you know nothing about them. Um, and you start to form a relationship from, from zero as opposed to, yeah, you're building, I, you're building your own community here in the States versus it's, it, it seems like there's a lot more kind of like interweb connections, um, in Barbados because of there's the sheer size and three degrees of separation, I think between everybody. 
maybe max. (laughs) The last question I wanted to ask you today is what is your favorite venue? So whether it is past, present, future, somewhere in Barbados, uh, any, anywhere in the world. Well, that you just threw a wrench in my thinking. Okay. So (laughs) I, instead of favorite venue, because Philadelphia is full of amazing restaurants and just spaces in general, I will tell you about a favorite memory at a venue. I would love to hear it. In 2018, my birthday, um, I live in Northern Liberties and there is a bar restaurant slash restaurant heritage um, on Second mm-hmm. Street. And they, you know, they have like a really cute little outdoor dining spot. They have this great happy hour and they do live jazz. And I really wanted to go there for my birthday. So a bunch of friends and I went there for my birthday in 2018. And of course, we took advantage of the happy hour. So <laughs> um, that happened. And then Liquid Courage, I actually went up to the singer and introduced myself. <laughs> Told him it was my birthday. So later on, he came over to where we were sitting and he was making conversation. And he's like, hey come over here. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, I come, I go to the middle of heritage. He, he puts a chair down. I'm sitting there and he sings D'Angelo to me <laughs> in front of the entire restaurant. And it was just one of the fucking coolest things. Amazing. <laughs> it was so great. I was like, I had a personal serenade for myself. Um, at Heritage, so that was a that was an incredibly fun night, and somebody got it on video too. So <laughs> to dig up that video, that's amazing. Um, yeah, it was so fun. So I came home and told my husband, I "Was like this guy serenaded me tonight?" He's like, "Yeah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> sure." No, here's the video. It really did happen. No, it really happened. <laughs> Well, that's incredible. What a wonderful memory. Oh, oh it was even just awesome. happy hour. Remember happy hour. <laughs> I can't, I am excited for the day when we can get together and have happy hour in person once again. So yes. Hashtag vaccinations. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know when you get your second dose and we are, I've had my second dose. So I'm ready to go. Ready to do it. I I just had mine this week. And so mid, mid May, let's go. That's, that's when I'm ready, ready to face the world once again. Um, well, yeah, the only problem you- would be where to go. That that'll be the, the big issue i'm 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 kind of very curious to see like with you know they they just announced that april 19th every philadelphian will be over 16 will be eligible for a vaccine so i'm i'm really interested to see how the next couple months play out in um in the hospitality world of restrictions being lifted and when bars can actually function as a bar once again, when we are able to mix and mingle and not be beholden to a table for six. And that is all if you're outside or a table for four, if you're inside. So it's. What's a table for six? I haven't done that in a year either. (laughs) And that's, that's been kind of the, the navigation of trying to get together safely with friends. There's so many, sometimes it feels like elementary school of 
you, you know, you kind of have to like pick like, well, who's going to go out or who's going to be, who's going to the roof deck today or who is meeting up in whose backyard today. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause you can't get the whole friend group together at the same time, uh, safely. So it's oh, just looking forward to this being behind us. Well, Karen, will you please let our listeners know how they can follow you? So you're where to find you on Instagram, your website. So my website is www.karenjseymour.com. That's S-E-Y-M-O-U-R.com. And I am on Instagram at KJS underscore marketing and Facebook at KJS marketing. So follow me on all the things. Um, I'm probably more on Instagram than anything else. You certainly are. Uh, What about (laughs) Walnut Club? Where where can we find out um, more information about the Walnut Club and events uh, that they're holding? So um, Instagram is a really great spot to find out about the Walnut Club. So at the Walnut Club um, on Instagram. And I'm always like reposting events that we're having there. Um, if you're interested in coming to anything, um, I have like discount passes and free passes for certain things. So if any of your listeners are interested to, in coming to any one of our events, let me know and you can be my guest. Yay. Yay. Well, listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. Karen, thank you for joining us on Beyond the Venue podcast, which you can follow on Instagram at Beyond the Venue podcast, or check us out on all of your favorite streaming platforms. Have a great day.